Whenever you think you should be raising capital, you should have already You're been already raising late. capital. Yeah, you, You're already late to the game. It does take money to make money yeah. in real estate, or at least if you want to keep making more money or bigger money and growing yourself and developing your real estate business, it does take capital. Okay, so it's time to get to work, Vina. Thank you again for being here for this amazing masterclass series. It was really fun because we mapped out all of these different videos that we want to cover in these topics. And I think first and foremost, I've explained to you that most of the audience that watches my channel, they're they're looking for that first deal. A lot of them are getting started. They're trying to build their business. A lot of them are highly focused on yeah. transacting. You know, in the beginning, it's like, I just want to go through the process. I just want to see some money coming in. Yes. But what tends to happen is, this was my experience anyway, and tell me how, how you yeah. feel about this, but the idea of doing bigger deals and the idea of funding these bigger deals felt like something that was like way down the road. And yes. I wish in my real estate journey over the past 20 years that I had put more emphasis on raising capital earlier on. So for yes. somebody watching this right now, why do they need to start learning how to raise capital? Why is that such a critical thing? Why do we need to raise capital? Raising capital is a single most useful skill set in any business, like not just real estate, not just multifamily, which is, you know, my area of expertise mm -hmm. in any business, because in order to get to scale, you have to raise capital. And there's so many different ways to do it. Right. And we're going to talk a little bit more about like debt versus equity and like structures. But ultimately, whether you're getting like bank financing, that's raising capital, yeah. whether you're getting investors, angel investors, equity, private equity, there's so many different ways that you can use capital to expand your business. Because what happens to all businesses is the same thing you and I faced, right? Like you kind of get to this point where you're doing really well, then you have to start getting expenses, right? We talked yesterday a lot about mm -hmm. what we call the crappy middle, right? Mm -hmm. Where you're a small business, you're making a lot of money, you get to the middle and you're like, now I have all this overhead because I have to hire people and maybe have locations and all of these expenses are now coming up. And then once you push through to that, you kind of get to the scale part of the business. And once you get to the scale part of the business, you have to be raising capital to scale and expand. Sometimes right before you hit the crappy middle is where yeah. you need the scale. Well, I and I think too, Vina, correct me if I'm wrong here, but if you if you wait to make raising capital it, you know, a priority way down the road, then you're kind of late to the game a yeah. little bit. It's going to be, you're going to be doing a lot of catch up or you're going to be doing yes. a lot of work that you could have been building up initially from the beginning. Totally. And I think the problem is, is nobody talks about raising capital to this degree that we're going to get yeah. into. And so what happens is when you start and tell me if you see this, cause I don't wholesale, right? Like mm -hmm. I don't, I know the word wholesale and mm -hmm. that's like the extent <laughs> of my knowledge, right? I bought from wholesalers, but I've never wholesaled a deal or Bird dog. See, I know that word too. Dog, I'm pretty yeah. fancy. Actually. You know the word flipping? You know, like I know you... flipping. Okay. I tried to flip and then I just ended up keeping everything I flipped. So that did not work out the way I anticipated it. But so even in a wholesaling business, people don't go into it thinking about getting to scale. Yeah. But when you're wholesaling, when you first start out, you do what? Like maybe one deal a month and then you mm -hmm. go to like two deals. But really what you want to do is you want to build a business around wholesaling because that's where you start really making money yeah. and it's not inconsistent and you can get to that, what, $100,000 a month, $200,000 yeah. a month. But if you have infrastructure built, which it's a business, and if you raise capital for that business, you can build that infrastructure much earlier on and get to scale faster. Yeah, that is so true. I mean, I think the the problem is, is we're so short-sighted in the beginning. Yeah. 
and that's okay to a certain extent, right? You like, you need to worry about step one before step two. I, I get that, but I don't think wholesaling or flipping is ever the end game for end game for anybody that gets into real estate, right? Like yeah. at some point in time, your capital constrictions are going to become an issue. Yep. And often it's way sooner than we, you even think they are. Yes. Well, and it's not even just the capital constrictions. With wholesaling and flipping, you face a massive tax issue. Yes. And so once you get to scale, you have to own real estate. You, you have no choice. You have to. Unless you like to write. I mean, a maybe check you want to pay your, taxes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's your choice if that's yeah. what you want to do. But we won't do that. Yeah. And so to get to scale, you really need to have either equity or debt partners that can infuse capital into your business so you can deploy it in a strategic way, in a smart way. And it can be used in any vehicle, right? Like even if you have like a pet store, right? You could utilize injected capital to expand and grow. Because what we know about all businesses is that the bigger and the larger the scale, the higher your equity multiple, right? Like the higher the valuation is. I mean, let's be honest. It's true that you can do no money and zero down strategies in real sure. estate. That's so true. But those are like the the one-offs. Those are the needle in the haystack. Mm-hmm. The reality is it does take money to make money yeah. in real estate, or at least- if you want to keep making more money or bigger money and growing yourself and developing your real estate business, it does take capital. It does. And the better you are at structuring capital, right? Then the more you can do and the bigger deals you can do, the more tax advantages you create. Mm-hmm. And so it it will become for everybody I've ever met that starts to grow their real estate business. If I ask them, what is the biggest thing that you're focusing your time, energy, and effort on? It's always capital. Yes. It is for me. Yeah. Right? Like, because when you learn how to find deals, then your biggest problem is now funding deals. Yeah. How do I buy the deals that I <laughs> like found? I have, you know, I have so many opportunities that just come at me every single day. And so it's, it, it soon becomes not a deal issue. It becomes a capital Money issue. issue. Yep. Exactly. And I think people, when they're first starting out, they don't know how to get the first deal. So they don't see the capital issue. They don't see the value. Initially. Yeah. Yeah. But for the people that see it early on or can see it right away, they're the ones that are going to have that. They jump to the front of the line. Right. Yeah. Because they understand that capital is where we really make our money. So if you think about like the richest, when we talk about wall street, right? Like who are we talking about? Like hedge funds, private equity firms, real estate, private equity. Mm -hmm. Right. And these are companies that are like multi-billion dollar companies they raise billions of dollars at a time and then they go and they deploy it, right? So like we see companies like Blackstone, BlackRock, right? They just yeah. deployed a billion dollars into buying like neighborhoods. Yeah, and isn't their minimum like 10 million yes. to even be in yeah. their fund? In their yeah. fund is, I think Blackstone's is 10 million, Starwoods is 10 million. Yeah. So it's like, we're not talking about like $10,000 here and there. We're talking about like $10 million. And that's intimidating to a lot of people starting out. But- the reality is, is if you know how to raise $10,000, you know how to raise $10 million. It's interesting you say that, Vina, because like I, I tell people I have this kind of idea around, you know, it's just as much work to do a big deal as a little deal. Yes. Because you're yes. still, you know, you're still, there's still a closing. Right. All the you know, steps are the same. All this, you just, it's just more zeros. Yeah. Add more zeros. It's way more fun. Yeah. You, and you've helped me realize that with fundraising. Like I, I've brought to you, like I've got this hotel project yes. and I want to, we're going to actually use this as a case study. So I'm so excited. This is kind of selfish a little bit for me. <laughs> Hopefully it. you benefit too. But I sat down with Vina and I said, Vina, you know, I've got this hotel in Puerto Rico 
And I can't just have one hotel because I'm not leveraging at yeah. all because all the resources, right? You have fixed costs. Yeah. And, you put and, your own money into it. And I've got my own cash into the deal. And it's, and then, you know, there's short-term capital structure on the deal. So I have to take that ca mm -hmm. cash out at some point and my own cash I want out of it at some point. But I told you, I don't just want the one hotel. I want to acquire some more. And yeah. I want to, and, and so Vina's like, Jerry, we need to create a fund. We're going to use this as a case study. Yes. I'm really so excited. I'm so excited for that. And you know, it's a, this first hotel, it's a, there's, it's a couple million dollars. So yeah. it's like, Peanuts for what you're used to doing. <laughs> By the way, guys, Vina's raising a fund right now for 65 million. Yes. And I'm going to say this to, to give you accolades, but you're also about to hit your billion dollar. Yes. How do you define that? Transactions? Transactions? Yeah, yeah, bought and sold a yeah, billion bought, dollars. Bought and sold a billion dollars oh, of crazy. real estate. Isn't that insane? It feels like, it feels like I've been trying to get here for so long that now that I'm here, I'm like, Okay, I can Are you gonna, can we put that in your, like your Instagram, you know, how you get like 40 characters in your Instagram yeah. title. Yeah. Transacted a billion dollars. A billion in dollars. Yeah. We could, we will update it. Um, I, I think that would be a really great thing to put. Yeah. There. On closing day, we'll have to, <laughs> we'll have to update it and say that. Yeah. But anyway, what, what's great about this is, is Vina's going to use that as a case study, but I want you listening to this to not think about, well, you know, a couple million dollar hotel. I'm so far away from that. No, you're not. You really you're not, aren't. You're not. Whenever you think you should be raising capital, you should have already you're been already raising late. capital. Yeah. You, you're already late to the game. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. started late to the game. and Me too. I just didn't know. I I didn't have a Jerry and Vina to put out content for me to tell me how to do this when I first started. And the things we're covering in this series, I don't see a lot of, a lot of content showing yeah. these things. Well, it's foreign to a lot of people. I'll tell you why. Why? It's because there's a lot of limited mindsets, right? So, and to be quite honest, years ago, I wouldn't have told you all this stuff either. I'd have been like, no, because if Jerry goes out and raises $10 million for his hotel, that's 10 million less I have for my multifamily. Yeah. But once you do it enough, and once you're around, you know, people like the Jerry Nortons and the Pace Morbys and the Jamil Damjis of the world. You, Who think big. And they don't, think big. They think collaboration, not competition. They are yeah. the epitome of abundance mindset. Yeah. And when you're around people like that, you're like, oh, yeah, I say I have an abundance mindset. But then why wouldn't I tell you this? Yeah. It really is true. I mean, my experience has been in the, you know, content education space mm -hmm. is the more you give, the more information and resources and value, then the universe is going to conspire to bring totally. so much more back to you. Totally. Because that's just how it works. It is. And I've seen that like tenfold. And, you know, it's one of those things where like there, there was a long period of time where I would have never have told you, like some of the stuff I'm going to tell you guys is like things that people in my industry are going to be like, why would you tell everybody this? Yeah. Because we all know about it. We just don't share it with anybody else. Right. And and that's why, you know, we decided to make this like the first video in this series yep. of 10 videos or how many ever we're going to do. Because my worry with this series is that people are going to look at the title or look at the playlist and say, oh, well, that's not really my concern right now. I, I'll worry about that later when it's a problem. Yeah. Well, if you want to play small, that's fine. Yeah, there it's, you go. Listen, do you guys want to play small or do you want to play big? Yeah, that's the, the I mean, question. The world needs garbage men. I don't. And I don't mean. I don't mean it. In a, yeah, I don't mean it in a derogatory the, way. But someone's got to wash the dishes at the restaurant. You exactly. Go to. Yeah. Like when we buy restaurants, we need employees to do yeah. these things, and yeah. I'm very grateful that there are people that are, don't want to play yeah. big. But if anybody is watching this, and 
they want to play big or you think you want to play big, it will be well worth the investment of time to at least learn about these things. I, you know, I think we're going to go into a lot of the mechanics of yes. all of this, but honestly, I mean, if I'm totally honest, tell me if you agree with this. Yeah. I think this whole series of, of raising capital, thinking big, doing big deals is probably like 80% mindset and maybe 20% what we're actually going to be talking about this whole time. Yeah. I, <laughs> I actually would give this like 95% mindset and 5% the mechanics. Okay. Yeah. I, it really is a matter of just thinking past the limited way of looking at things mm -hmm. right now. It, it truly is just more zeros. Same thing, more, more zeros. zeros. Exactly. That's all it is. Yeah. So when you can conceptualize that, then you take away the fear of it, totally. all the intimidation of it. Yes. Like thinking raising a million dollars or raising 65, raising $65 million is the same as raising a million dollars. Yeah. Mechanically. Yeah. It's not 65 times harder than raising a million dollars. Yeah. And that's and You know what I've thing. even noticed in my own deals is sometimes the bigger deals are easier than the smaller Much deals. easier. Much easier because there's a diff different level of operation, a different level of sophistication, a different level of scrutiny by the people that are investing into the deal. Like mm -hmm. in my deals, I often have family offices. I have billionaires that are invested in our deals, right? And you and know, what's a, and what's a family office? Because that's that <laughs> term's going to come up a little bit. Yeah. So a family office is basically just like a rich family, right? And they have a team of gatekeepers and people that are there just to protect the family. Mm -hmm. Like all they do is they underwrite deals, they look at opportunities and they deploy the family's capital and make sure the risk allocation is appropriate. For yeah. Them. So think about it. You know, if, if, if dad built an empire and that empire is bringing in millions of dollars, yep. that millions of dollars can't sit or billions of dollars that, that money can't, can't sit. sit so there. they need a team that's going to continually deploy that cash yes. into smart investments. Yes. And, and they call when, it a family office. It's what usually yeah. a trust of some kind. Yeah. And, and they're making sure the kids don't screw it all yeah, up. Yeah, basically. Right? <laughs> right. Like, yeah, we're just making sure all our kids don't spend, spend, spend the, the money, spend the money <laughs> yeah. grandpa built. Right. Or exactly. Right? And it's a, it's a real problem, you know, like, yeah, you have more money, you have different problems, right? You, but, but these family offices are looking constantly for to deploy investments. capital. Yeah. So I have a family office that invests with us and they will deploy like, you know, five to $10 million at a time. And when you create the, the thing about family offices is it's a relationship. And we're going to talk a lot about this. We're going to talk about how to talk to investors, what kinds of investors there are and stuff like that. But when you're talking to family offices, some of the stuff that we're going to talk about and teach you guys in these videos are going to be useful when you go out to family offices. Because think about it, even in wholesaling, right? Or flipping, mm -hmm. if you have an unlimited line of credit, how many deals can you do in a month? Yeah, you just raise the bar tremendously. Right. If I can give you $100 million to go out and buy single family oh homes, gosh. what would you do? I would double that, you know. Easily. Yeah. Because what also happens then is you become the biggest buyer, right? Everybody that is going out there and buying deals, they can't compete with you because now you you can compete on a very slim margin because you have volume. Well, and when you have capital backing you, you have so much confidence because you can hold your number, you can hold yes. your terms. Yep. You're you not can, you can pay vendors in cash maybe and get better deals. So having access to capital changes the dynamics of a deal, not just in like, okay, it's nice to have access to capital, but you can be more efficient in how you deploy that capital because you have more of it. So what we want you to do throughout this series is take these principles. If you hear some big number like 65 million, 
look past that for now. Think yes. about, hey, you know, I'm wholesaling right now, or maybe I'm doing my first fix and flip, and all I need is $100,000 to get me, you know, down that road. Think of these principles where you can apply them exactly the same, right? Yeah. Less zeros. Yeah. But but you're going to want to learn these concepts. You're going to want to learn all these different ways of yep. creating capital structures mm-hmm. so that you can start to do the same type of things, yes. even if it's your first one and it's $100,000 yep. or whatever it is. And everybody can do this. Like if you are going to put in the time and effort and energy into listening to this series, you already have it in you. So you can do this, even if it feels daunting or scary or, you know, like a totally crazy idea. Again, we're going to be like 95% mindset today. Yeah. I mean, I remember Vina when I first got started and I was wholesaling for a little while, but then I started down fix and flip, which Mm -hmm. meant now I got to buy the property. I need money for the rehab. Right. And at the time, these were deals that were like, I needed about a hundred thousand dollars because I was buying it for 75 Mm -hmm. and I needed maybe 25 to fix it up. So about a hundred on average, about a hundred thousand. And I'm like, man, I want to do like 10 deals. And I'm thinking to myself, how am I going to raise a million dollars? And what I did wrong was I looked at the million and then on accident, I I got my first investor for a hundred thousand. And I thought, really, all I need is 10 people with a hundred and I'm at a million and doing, you know, bite-sizing it down like that. I I ended up getting a million dollars, but from 10 different people and I still got to the million and that made it so much less intimidating. So please don't be intimidated by some of these deals we talk about. Yeah. Like you said, you just take some zeros off, right? Like my, my very first raise for a multifamily deal was 1.2 million. And How intimidated did that feel at the time? Very. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to tell you guys like the whole story. We'll go into that in another yeah. video, but I'm gonna tell you, but it was like, I cried myself to sleep yeah. for six weeks. Sleepless nights. Literally for yeah. six weeks. And, and it was hard. Oh, it was so hard. I quit every day. Because you didn't have this masterclass series when oh you did gosh. it. Oh my gosh. If I honestly, <laughs> I wish I had someone who would have held my hand and yeah. like given me all of the things, like someone who would say like, hey, there's a speed bump there, slow down, or hey, avoid that pothole, just, you know, swerve around it. And I didn't. Yeah. And I wish I had. Yeah. I mean, you can never look in the review mirror, right? Because you learn so much and it's gotten you to where you are today. So guys, you are going to fall on your face a bit. And that's all, that's all real estate. That's all business. That's That's entrepreneurship. (laughs) Anything worth doing. Yeah. You can't do entrepreneurship if you, if you're not willing to fall on your face and learn as you go. But what we're hoping to do is, is jump you ahead several steps, save you a lot of headaches. Um, No one wants to go to jail. No, I don't think. Which means that we're going to bring in our securities attorney. He's here with us in the audience. He's here. Yes. He's in our live audience today, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to rope him into giving you guys some uh, yeah. good tips and all of the lawful ways to raise capital, mm-hmm. keep you out of jail. Stay tuned because in the next video, we're going to be covering the le- legality, yes. speaking of that. We're going to get right into the, like, the heavy right into stuff that. so we get it out of the way. We want to get that out of the way. And it, that's a video you definitely want to watch. Yes, because we don't want you you know, doing some of these things wrong. And then by the time you get to video five, you're like in jail. So you can't watch video right. six. No, they don't let you have a video. They don't let you have YouTube in jail. I don't think. 
Yeah. So then you, so, can, so then what? Now you can't even get on YouTube. Yes. So we don't want that to happen. Right. Uh, but that's really important. I think in the beginning, I, yes. I agree with you about that. So we're going to talk about some of the things you can and can't do. Yes. So you can keep your nose clean as yes. you raise money. Yes. Do it lawfully. Okay. So guys, stay tuned for that again, Vina. Thank you so much. Thank you. Guys, we're going to also put Vina's, um, her social and some of the ways that people can follow you mm-hmm. and get in your world. You have an amazing community that you're yes. building. And Vina really does, she really is a go-giver. So be sure to also get in her world, follow what she's doing, learn from her. Um, I heard Vina speak, personally heard her speak on stage for the first time. And I went up to her afterwards and I said, wow, you have a talent. You are really, really good at explaining complex things. So super excited for that, guys. We'll see you on the next video.